I think it's more like, so the word of God, so the word, uh, so is the after understanding yet are they not sufficient to give that culture? Necessary interpretation. We all agree that because nature creation is not enough for salvation, you could misinterpret something because it's not sufficient. Sorry. And I think what it's saying is like only God, His knowledge of God and His will is necessary our like um, extreme interpretation to see God for who he is. It's not something that you you guys think like by looking at the trees and the grass and the ocean? Yeah, yeah. Jesus is Lord. Yeah. All right. <coughs> Yeah, there says like, yeah, 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 for redemption or whatever. But then uh, this one is not kind of like for like that, right? To like, yeah. Ending and believing in Christ. This is before this. So it's like, because, because, like. The first, the first one was referencing like Genesis, right, creation, and so basically what it's saying is, um, it's obviously not a but I think like, like creation, eventually like, let that be like, like even though it is, right, but they're saying it's not enough, and then yeah, we are held accountable as humans, right, to what we believe. It's pretty like straightforward, but like they just, I don't know, all those 120 scholars. They just like the fundamental fancy and stuff. So, pillars of Christianity. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. That should be a fair future. What's up, bro? And I think there's cultural differences on how the church is I think there's like a certain level of grace. There's no way we're doing it. Some churches do like this after or before, and then this before. They give the water But in terms of like the the truths of all the pillars of Christianity, like men from that falling and rebelling against God. But God in his mercy sent his son to die on the cross and those who believe will be saved. But those are truths that should be objective everywhere. But I think this text is saying like that truth of like, oh, believe in Jesus and be saved. Can only, like, I can share that with someone, but I can't get salvation with that message. Only God can share that with heart to Okay, I'm going to give you one more minute. Just have one person kind of give a 
general idea of what you guys discussed. No, but I read this, so it's good. It's all good. Exactly. You don't even have the books. You read the whole thing. No, but it's a mutual agreement. You're just saying. You're just saying in public like what we all said. <laughs> I mean, you were, you, were giving us, you, were, you were giving us the answers. But I read the book. Even better. You, read the book. Oh, good, you can't be wrong. The the you read the entire book? What the heck? You should be, be cold eating this thing. You should be cold eating this thing. You want to teach? Yeah, every week, like, switch it up, you know? She was a teacher, right? So. Okay, let's have each group share just a general... I promise we won't do this each time, but just a general... Can we start with maybe the back left group over there? What was sort of... Just some highlights. Give us like a like a rundown of what happened. Uh, we, were, we spent a lot of time on the first sentence. I think just this idea of like... How we're in a world where we're supposed to be surrounded by nature. But we're not. And That is brilliant because that is exactly where the divines want to point you. Okay, so that's very good point. Yeah. That's that's exactly where that opening statement wants to direct your attention. That knowledge of the existence and presence of God alone is insufficient for salvation. That's why the goal of the Christian is never to make people believe the existence of God or acknowledge the existence of God. The devil believes the existence of God. Salvation is not predicated on that. Okay, so that's an excellent point. We'll get there. Uh, anything else? For sure. Okay, so they pointed over here, so we're just going to go there. Wow, that was... That is... That's amazing. We're two for two. The divines did their job then. They did a good job, right? We got to give credit to the divines on this one. Uh, is there any other insight or point you wanted to make? Are we doing only one sentence? Well, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. I'm asking questions. No, no, we're going to get there. Chill, 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 chill. Take it outside. Yep. I guess like one thing we could add for yes. the second part when talking about like the insufficiency. Yeah. Um, we looked at like the, you know, it's like these like First Corinthians two thirteen. Uh, like, mm. I read fourteen and it was talking about how like without the Spirit you can't accept. Thank like, you. Yes. Right? And so like that was like one thing interesting. So we talked about kind of like the creation, right? It's almost like already living proof of God, yet. Even when there's like miracles in front of us and things set in front of us, we still can't accept it without the Spirit. For this right, thing. exactly. Yeah. It's amazing that Jesus can walk on earth, be physically in front of you, and people will still murder him on the cross. Uh, this group. Jesus? Yes. You had uh, something fantastic to share, so I'm excited. <laughs> 
Okay, there's a disagreement disagreement on leadership already over here. <laughs> so pretty much what they said, right? <laughs> um, you know, like excellent. Other groups mentioned like the creation. I I guess we call it the the general revelation. Oh, okay. Of, of these things, right? yeah. Like I can look. You want to define general revelation for us? Yeah, so like a, like a general things like creatures about like creation around us, right? Like yeah. I went to a park yesterday, a couple days ago. Okay. Yesterday or a couple days ago? That's a discrepancy. And then I saw the vastness of the ocean, right? You saw the ocean? <laughs> that is not a park you went to. I saw the water. Okay. okay. No, I saw the lake. It's a sea of Galilee. Only a freshwater lake. So I saw the lake. Yeah. Right? With my wife. I can't be like, wow, I believe in the Lord. You know? Okay. Because it's because it's like, oh, it's a nice ocean, right? Yeah. So that's not enough okay. to make me Yeah. You know, disciple like disciple Christ, right? Like yeah. or to have salvation, right? Right. But it's interesting how it says like the first sentence, as to leave um, men un unexcusable. Yeah. So during the Final day of judgment. We can't be like, hey, like, you know, like, cut me some slack, you know, like. Yeah. We can't say that because yeah. there's no excuse. Do you have scriptural backing for that? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, Romans chapter two, fourteen to fifteen. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law, are a law unto themselves, which shew the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness. Uh -huh. And their thoughts demean while accusing or else excusing one another. Nice. Also, yeah. go to first chapter and can you can you read us one nineteen and twenty? One nineteen and twenty. Since what since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, uh -huh. the eternal power divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse perfect so general revelation incorporates what we call immediate and immediate revelations so there's two layers to the revelation that god gives generally generally in the sense that it's common to all people so distinct from where we're going to get what we're going to talk about in terms of salvation that is special revelation what is what general revelation is it's a general revelation of God, His nature, His general attributes, specifically the divines acknowledge that His goodness, His wisdom, and His power are known through, these revel through this revelation. There's two layers to it, immediate, immediate. What Hyoni has just read for us in Romans 1 and Romans 2 is Paul's explanation of those things. So 1, in chapter 1, 19 to 20, is the natural revelation of God in all of creation. So we believe as Christians that everyone, all of us are made in the image of God and we display attributes of God naturally uh, and generally because we're made in that image, whether you are a believer or not, right? It's not like Christians are, ex are the only exclusive sect of humanity that displays love, goodness, kindness, gentleness, peace, patience, all of these things, right? Everyone and anyone is capable of demonstrating those things because it's common. It's generally revealed to all. But the second chapter that Hyoni read, like Romans 2, talks about the moral laws that are written on our hearts. We call it the moral code. You don't need to teach people that killing and rape 
and all of these things like these general things that we agree on as as being bad is bad right like we just agree that these things are bad and you might you could ask anyone on the streets like why do you think that's bad and they would say what do you mean it's just bad it's a moral code that's written on our hearts so christians believe this is evidence of general revelation of god so he writes that code on our heart because we are made in the image of god uh i love how rc spall writes it. he's or is this Sproul or is it it might be van dixhorn he says we're stung oh it's van dixhorn he says we're stung by that image we're stung by the image of god we're left with the footprint or the fingerprint of god in our hearts this group you have a big task because uh everyone shared a million things so jimmy you're up I guess a very brief, I guess a very brief, briefly, I guess a really, I guess a really briefly summarize. To start off, to what to start off, God has made him, God has made himself known to everybody, to, to everybody, and uh, everybody through what is that we see around us, uh, what we see around us. You can see, you can see the goodness of, you can see the goodness of God in all creation and what you see around us. Nobody has an excuse. Yes. And, and nobody has an excuse for not knowing God. It says here in Romans two. It says here just as he read Romans two, like like even the Gentiles, those those who don't know the law and those who don't know Christ, even they have no excuse. Yeah. Even they have no excuse not going God because of because their conscience, because their conscience explicitly. Yes. Because their conscience explicitly speaks against them. Mm-hmm. And so God and, and so God and all and so God and all His mercy and so God and all and all His mercy, even though He is holy, and we are not, God has given us so a God. Has given us a way to make His will explicitly known to us, and uh, explicitly known to us in the form of Scripture, yes, and uh, a Scripture, and 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 this will, this gospel, and and this and this and this will, this gospel that eternal life is available to all who are in Jesus. It's not it is in Jesus. Like you can't especially tell this right from especially tell this from general revelation, but uh, uh, revelation. But God has made that especially clear to us through Scripture, which I believe is special revelation. Yes, which I revelation, and so. And so, only through Scripture is necessary. Through is, is is necessary that we that we truly know the will of God, and this is how we are saved. Yes. Okay. So, great point. General revelation, special revelation. We're now going to get into this distinction, but I want to just break down this opening sentence for us. And I I warned you, we're going to dig deep into all of these words because the divines dug deep into all of these words. So it says, before we begin, not begin, but before I go into the sentence. One thing that should have stood out to you, but maybe didn't, is it interesting to you that the first opening chapter is this? That it's scripture. Does, does that startle anyone? What do you mean, the title? Or? No, that the first chapter, the first thing that the vines would sit down and say, this is the thing we're going to have as our primary thing that we're going to talk about, is the Bible. Over what? God himself. Why is that interesting? Or why would why is that a little peculiar? Because Yeah. Sorry. I feel like anytime you do like almost like a bibliography or something, it's like you and identify who this person is and then the words. Yeah. So why would the divines choose to start with scripture? Mm. Why would they do that? <laughs> <laughs> Now, why would they do that? Why would they? Why would they start with scripture? Any thoughts, Ivy? Because it's the source of all that we can know about God in terms of yes. Scripture is the source of all that we know about Yes. What the divines are not saying is that scripture is over God. That's not what they're saying. That scripture's authority is over the authority of God. What they're saying is the scripture is the revelation 
of who God is. So what they're actually directing you towards is understanding scripture as special revelation from God himself that points to the rest of the whole book from like from chapter one onward, from chapter two onward, I should say. Everything that they're about to teach you about God, about Christ, about the spirit, about the church, about everything is going to be founded, that information grounded in God's word because that is the method by which God has chosen to reveal himself to us. Does that make sense? General revelation, people are going to say this. They're going to say, well, like, you know, nature, all of these things. Like, I look at a tree. I look at, as Hyoni claims to have done a day or two ago, to look at the ocean, right? And be able to perceive the existence of God. Has anyone done that? I've seen the Grand Canyon. I don't look at the Grand Canyon. Well, actually, I looked at the Grand Canyon. I was like, okay, God is pretty insane. But... But let's say you were just a non-believer. Do you look at nature and immediately conclude that God is real? No, you don't, right? Special revelation, there is a Bible, right? We have a Bible. We give them the Bible. You read the Bible. A non-believer will read the Bible. Do they conclude God is real? No. No. So what our conclusion is on the basis of the revelation does not determine its effect sufficiency to, to, to be able to provide that information and knowledge. What, is, what it's contingent on in both general and special revelation is what? The active work of the Holy Spirit in the person to come to that conclusion. The revelatory medium itself does not lack in sufficiency to provide knowledge and its adequacy to provide that knowledge on the basis of the response of the recipient. It's not predicated on that. It's predicated on God himself working in the person to get those things. So you might say, well, then what's the point of general revelation? Why does, it, why does Paul say we are without excuse, right? The reason we are without excuse is God has provided those means. What's happened, though, is we've been shielded by sin, and we are no longer able to access that knowledge and that information on predicated or determined by our own will. So you might have, you know, one like common liberal Christian ideology or thought is that we choose God, that we will ourselves to God. We get to know God. We can, we can achieve knowledge of God on our own strength. I met a person once who was, you, this is a real thing. Uh, I met a student on, on UFT campus who was a natural theologian. A natural theologian is basically this. is a person who believes that he doesn't need the Bible. They, just through their experience of nature itself, is sufficient enough for them to have an active relationship with God. And I told him, I said, no. For why would God have given you the Bible? <laughs> like, if that was the case, right? What would be the point? Because special revelation is needed for something else. And that is salvatory. Like there's a salvific means that we get or salvific result that we get through the means of scripture that you cannot get or access through nature. What is actually happening in uh, humanity, like sinful humanity as a result of a fallen world, is that we are suppressing that knowledge of God as a result of our sin. And uh, not, we're not saying... Trees, oceans, lakes, canyons, all these things are, and the moral code on our hearts are unable, or unable, sorry, unable to give us this knowledge. The Christian claim and the Bible's claim is this. You, as a sinner, are suppressing that knowledge and denying what it's revealing. That's what Satan's doing. 
Satan knows God is real, knows the, the son is real, knows the spirit is real, know, has been to heaven, like has lived in heaven and suppresses that. That's what sin does. It doesn't deny the existence of those things. That's why when I talk to atheists, I say, you've got your entire categorical ideology wrong. And they get really mad at me, obviously, because you know, I'm claiming things about them. But I don't care because I'm a Christian and I have a certain worldview. If you're going to claim things about me saying God's not real, well, I'm going to say your ideology is wrong too. You're unreal too, right? So what I, what I tell them is, as a believer, this is what I believe about you. As an atheist, you are suppressing the knowledge of God. It, why are you called an atheist? An atheist in Latin is literally a non-theist, a person who does not believe in God. So your reference point to begin with is the existence of God. You are suppressing the knowledge of God, right? Like, I'm not an a-unicornist, right? I don't, I don't consider that even a reality because it's just not real. Flat earthers, you're suppressing the knowledge of a spherical world. You are not... You are not claiming that the flat earth is the only possible thing and that a spherical world is not an opposing theory. I don't consider other worldviews an opposing theory or worldview in this world. The Christian worldview claims this. There is one singular worldview. Everyone else is just suppressing that and they're finding something else as a source of satisfying that void. Whatever that may be, right? That is the Christian view. So brothers and sisters, why this is important is when you share your faith with non-Christians, do not work so hard to prove the existence of God. God has given you no ability to do that. In fact, He hasn't even given you means to do that. Right? Um, it's just not a thing. And nowhere in Scripture do we see that all of a sudden, you know, like where, when does Abraham start believing God? God just starts talking to him. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a thing. Like, there's nothing like that. In scripture, it's all about believing, believing in fundamental salvific things. That God is holy, you are not. You deserve a certain damnation as a result. And there is only salvation through those who have faith in the Lord as their Savior. Right? And of course, that Savior ultimately has a name and a face in, in the New Testament. And we get the name of Jesus Christ. So we have a name to it now. Whether you have a name to it or not is relevant, right? But that was the case. Wait, I have a question. Yes. Did they know Jesus before the New Testament? No. Like the so name? they knew him as Messiah, oh, true. right? So Emmanuel and, and Yeshua are given names to the earthly, like the creator born, like Christ, right? Like the actual, like, born Christ, like Christ who came, right? But you don't have, like, pre that, it's just Messiah, right? Messiah. Um, Christ itself is actually the title. Christos is the Greek word for Messiah, right? It's not his last name. Um, any questions so far? General revelation. That's a crazy preface, right? But now we get into the language of the <laughs> sentence, okay? So listen carefully, listen carefully, and then you're going to talk about this. It says, although the light of nature. So here's what God is. So um, here's what the divines are saying. Nature shines a light. It shines knowledge to us. That word light is used on purpose because it's the language of the, of, of of Paul in 1 Corinthians. It's a light that shines and there's, two, there's three things here, okay? The light of nature and the works of creation. So that's God's work in Genesis to create all things. And providence. So God's providence over all things. His sovereignty, His universal decrees. He's determined all things. All three of these things manifest 
three things to us. What are they? Anyone? Read it. Go, quick. Goodness, wisdom, and Goodness, wisdom. What's the last one? Power. What's missing there? Love. Okay, but goodness, we could argue, is kind of love, right? Goodness, wisdom, and power of God are, are, are shown. Truth. Truth is incorporated. There's, there's wisdom there, right? Yeah. Grace. Grace, okay. What kind of grace? Forgiveness. Forgiveness, and what do we call that? Common grace. Common grace? No. It's the opposite of well, the other grace. <laughs> Common grace is the not... The, Undeniable. Undeniable grace? <laughs> you're getting there. <laughs> Irresistible grace? Is that what you're talking about? Um, but what... Anyone? 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 But it's grace, though. It is grace. But what kind of... What, what's missing here? Salvation. Salvation. Yeah. Faith. Faith. <laughs> we'll get, we're getting there. But in the light of nature, works of creation, providence, manifest the goodness, wisdom, and power of God. What would you say is missing there? Would you just say God is good and he's wise and he's powerful? He's also holy. holy. He's holy, but he's, we talked about saving grace. We talked about, oh, I just said it. We're saving grace, right? <laughs> right? So it reveals, it reveals his goodness. We talked about Romans 2, the moral code on our, on our hearts. We know what, we have a natural tendency to be able to determine what is right or wrong. <clears throat> right? We have wisdom of God because Why? How do, we, how do we see wisdom in general revelation? Light of nature, works of creation, providence of God. Providence is God's wisdom. There's a determination of all things, right? a determined factor to all things. So there's a wisdom of God that can be observed. And then there's a power of God, of course, in the working, like the power of God to create all things, but also in the, the light of nature, we see mighty things. We see storms. Remember when Jesus is calming the storm? And disciples are like, oh my goodness, this truly, like, this is, this guy's crazy, right? Like, who is this guy, right? Who is he that even the storms listen to him? Like, the, the seas will listen to this guy. Uh, so there's power displayed in nature uh, of God's, God's wisdom, goodness, and power. But the divines tell you explicitly here, to such an extent, there's a limit to this, that men, and when they say men, they mean men and women, are without excuse without excuse to what though With, yeah without excuse to seeing and believing God believing in the existence of God okay so there's without excuse so there's a lot of people I meet who are agnostics right when I was on university I met a lot of people like this I'm spiritual not religious uh, I'm not religiously affiliated but I believe in a higher power I believe that there is a determined nature to all things and there is a greater being, but I don't know who he is or what he is or one of these, I don't know which one it is, right? I've met a lot of these students. So I think that's a very common understanding. So there's an agnostic belief to this. Um, so men and women are without excuse in this regard to the goodness, wisdom, and power of God and that it's revealed through the light of nature, works of creation, providence. Yet all of this is not sufficient to give us humankind knowledge of what god and of his will so knowledge of god knowledge of his will which is necessary for here's the key word in that first sentence salvation in your groups i want you to discuss for the next few minutes why it's insufficient to give salvation
Why is knowledge of goodness, wisdom, power of God um, insufficient in general revelation um, to provide what is necessary to the human being, the sinner, uh, salvation? Why? Why is that the case? Why we are insufficient. Why general revelation, as we have described, as the divines have recorded, is insufficient for salvation. Go. Sell all his possessions and follow me. But how would he, he couldn't do it? Because so Jesus 
superstar, his master, and his treasure was with his legends. Right? Um, I think that he knew he was God. Like, he even addressed him as like, you know, Lord, right? Um, and so, they yeah, for sure. Love, yeah. I think so, yeah. Because you, because love equates to, like, Jesus even says, if you love me, obey my command. And it definitely don't obey his command. So it implies a certain knowledge of God. So you can have a natural marriage. Yeah. Like, I had a believer, I had a, uh, last, I had a roommate in my uh, second year of university, a white guy, his name is Jake. He's, he's Jake, Jake. Jake, no, not loving him. Um, he's, he's a very smart guy, he's a double degree. He actually read the Bible like three times. Uh, like he's not a believer. That's the heartbreaking part. They read the Bible the entire time. But now that I'm like, stuck with him. I was a new believer at the time. So I didn't even finish the Bible book. He read it three times. He doesn't believe. No love for him, no love. Yeah. It's because he's too like instinctual. It's very like logical, right? Um, I'm not sure, but like he said, he read it, but like don't obey it. Just doesn't mean you don't love it, right? That that never know. No, I said maybe he's like yeah. That that time. But like going back to like the other two, he like walked away. For sure, only the spirit can bring all of these sinners to Christ. I think he was incapable of ever having That's the work of the spirit. I know. It's almost like okay, he just like walked away from his riches and then he followed Jesus. But his heart was so attached to the stuff that he had, all his possessions, and his wealth. He almost physically was because he was so tied to the house and the possessions. I think it's definitely like a hard, hard issue But then going back to what we were talking about before, only God can change like that heart of stone to make you submissive and declare God. Not just as God, because like, because Max is saying, like, even Satan knows that God is God, but it's up to the Holy Spirit and the work of God to change your heart. In such a miraculous way, declare God as Lord, not just like God. Because I think a lot of people know God is God, but at least like when I became a Christian, but God is not Lord to Satan. Satan's an active. But that's because he is so Lord, right? So I think that in order to to love God, you really have to. I guess going back to your condition. Okay, so the re reduction of decibels in this room indicates to me that there is some sharing to be done. Uh, anyone have any some questions or insights based on what? Should I just choose a random group, or anyone want to share something? You can point to someone who shared something really nice too. Okay, Anna, you're up. Um. So I learned. <laughs> I learned that. Wow, I'm kind of sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so I learned that because um, I was like, thinking about um, with what you've mentioned, with how we'll, we come to understand like the goodness of God and such when seeing the light of nature and all that kind of all these things. But um, I learned that the reason why it's kind of like insufficient in um, us to come to salvation. Is because like um, we're because we're like sin
sinful creatures, we're dead to sin. Mm -hmm. You're kind of, in a sense, like, like, like with what you mentioned too, like the sin shields us from being incapable of coming to taste and see what's good. And um, there was this, um, I don't know if some people might know, but there's this Instagram page called Reform Tunes. They just make cartoons to kind of like, whatever. But there's this saying out there saying like, oh, if you want to believe in Jesus, like, like just grab the life preserver like he's throwing at you, right? But then they're kind of using that quote and they're making fun of it in the Instagram like comic where um, there was this like dead bag of bones like in the sea and someone threw like a life preserver and he was saying that quote to them. But like it just makes little sense for you to like throw a life preserver to someone that's dead because they just, they're just not <laughs> able to grab the life preserver in, in the first place, right? So in the order of um, how we are to view salvation in the first place um, is that it's not us being like, oh, we need to choose to put the life to like hold on to the life preserver, but it's more so first that through God's effectual calling to his people, he makes us alive again by turning our hearts of stone to a heart of flesh. Mm -hmm. And um, in being made alive again, right, if you were to imagine like the, the, the bones that are floating in the water made alive again, they'll come to realize, dang, I'm, I'm drowning. I need this life preserver. And we, when, when, we are, when we are made alive um, through God's effectual calling, through the Holy Spirit, we come to recognize, like, wow, I'm in deep trouble. I'm a sinner. And you come to repent. It's not something that you you look at it and you're like, oh, I should repent now. It's You can't help but to repent. Um, so that's um, kind of something that I learned um, in that, like even when I um, do like morning QT and stuff, it's not that I, because I've, I've noticed like out of, you know, ha uh, habits that I just, when I come approach like by praying, being like, oh, I bring myself to the table, you know, I will do this, I'll dedicate my, but it's backwards in a sense. It's not I'm bringing myself to God, but God calling me um, and changing my heart of stone to a heart of flesh and doing the things that he would want me to re uh, be revealed of um, so that I come to him. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that is what the, that's the gospels and the spirits work in us in to respond to the gospel in that light, right? But in regards to these things, the goodness, the wisdom, and power of God, why are they insufficient? Why are they lacking to an extent in their sufficiency for salvation? Well, like, I think a lot of people, they, come, they can come to the conclusion, oh, there is a God. But I think the key difference is that, like, we believe in the Trinity. Like, we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And I think that is what's missing in a lot of, like, agnostic or other, you know, religious, spiritual people. <clears throat> is the belief they can believe that Jesus existed, that he, you know, was a powerful person, but to believe that Jesus was God, you know, is like a big difference. And so they can believe in a God, they can believe, oh, he's powerful, he's this, he's that, but yeah. he, there's a there's Jesus that is missing in all yes. of this, and he is our mediator, and he's what he's the one who took our penalty, right, and, mm -hmm. and the cross. <clears throat> and so it's belief in Christ that gives us salvation. Yes, there is a specific thing like we call the gospel that you must come to understand and believe in order to be Christian, in order to be saved, right? Um, and that is a very specific category, right? Um, so just acknowledging that God is good, that God is wise, that God is powerful, and being like, oh yeah, I believe that there's a higher power. Who are these things? 
other than like Greek mythologists and like Roman, like the Roman gods who are just renditions of the Greek gods, like they're like really fallible, right? Like Zeus is like a wacko guy who killed his dad, and like like all those Greek gods are like just really powerful humans, <clears throat> essentially, right? Um, but if you go to any like like ancient civilization with like ancient gods and like religions and all these things, their high being, their power, is just all powerful and is all like everything like it's just the best rendition of like the extreme best of everything right nobody believes in a god that is like oh yeah it's just like just a little bit better than me right like there's nba players then right they're just they're just athletes right um it that's not what we believe they don't worship celebrities they worship like literally like superpowers that are just everything so to acknowledge that god is good and he's wise and powerful that is an extent to knowledge of god it's part of the category we call theology but that is not sufficient for salvation it is not there's a specific message that the gospel entails and we'll get to that when we get to i think we're not gonna have time for special revelation today but when we get there we'll talk about it but i want to just wrap up this talk on general revelation and we'll we'll end and then you can pray in your little groups here but um general revelation is insufficient for that reason but it's given to us so that all things are pointed towards God and that God's, because God created all things, his finger, I mean, like, you know, like artists, you know how they like make something and they always like sign like the little corner or whatever, or an author will always have their name somewhere on the book. Unless you're like Dr. Seuss, right? <laughs> Everything that God has brought into existence and into creation, his fingerprint lies on all of those things, right? And so it's, that's just what general revelation is proclaiming. That all things point towards God. And because of sin, we suppress that knowledge. And it's insufficient um, for what we call necessary for salvation. What is necessary for salvation is special revelation. And what makes it special is the audience and the content of that revelation. The audience is special because they are the elect. God has elected some to understand and know this knowledge. That's why Jesus says, they have eyes to see, ears to hear, yet they do not see, they do not perceive, they do not understand, right? It's irrelevant. It's God who opens eyes and ears to be able to see and hear the truth. Special revelation is also special in its content. Why? It's not a general message of God is good, God is wise, God is powerful. This is why in church we try not to sing those songs because they don't teach you anything about you. In relation to this good God, if we're singing that God is good, you know, he's a good, good father, good, good father. What about you? You're a bad, bad person. You're a bad, bad person. That should be the next lyric of that song. Okay? You should die, die, die. You should die, die, die. That should be the song. Like, that's, that's the actual song that person should have written to make it biblical. Right? But they just end their good, good father. Right? Okay, good for you. Right? Like, what's the point of knowing that? Look at scripture. When Moses, in the cleft of that rock, sees just the, the back of God, he is Moses. This is arrogant, prideful Moses who said, you know, send someone else. I don't want to save their life. Like on his knees going, woe to me. I think when Jesus returns and we see the glory of the Lamb of God, all of us, all the universe will declare woe to us. Woe to me. That'll be our cry. That'll be the universal cry of all humanity. Woe to us, for this is a good God. Because the goodness of God reveals the badness of you. And if the goodness of God reveals the badness of you, it also reveals to you the consequence of that badness. And the consequence of the badness is the message of the gospel. Those 
uh, for the wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23. And if the wages of sin is death, then what do you need? We're, in a, we're not just, you know, as Anna said, we're not just drowning in water, right? We're already dead. <laughs> we're already dead bodies. So then what do we do? What do we need? We need life breathed back into us, life that we cannot conjure on our own. And that comes from, of course, the person of Jesus Christ. His coming, his death, and his coming again, his resurrection and his coming again, right? All of these things work together to give us salvation. This is the work of God. This is special revelation. No one looks at an ocean, right, a day or two ago, and goes, oh my goodness, look at this ocean. Jesus Christ came and died for my sins. (laughs) Nobody does that. Special revelation is special because it's a specific message given to specific people, and it does a specific work in you, right? Um, and that's what makes it special. Next week, we'll talk about special revelation. Questions? So I'm just going to evangelize to elect people. Uh, <laughs> like you are electing who you want to evangelize? Is that what you're saying? Or you know... No, I'm going to ask God who's the elect. If he's going to tell me, I'm going to evangelize to those people. Is this the part of the Bible study where you kind of go on a weird tangent? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Ignore the last 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> especially the newcomers. This is, uh, I, I, I promise you he led an amazing men's group this past Monday. It had none of this stuff in it. Um, <laughs> any comments or questions or just reactions to what we've learned about the opening sentence and general revelation? I told you this would be intense. Thoughts, comments, questions? Anyone? General revelation, any clarity needed or clarifications? Excellent. That means I did a... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's just like a random comment. Perfect. Yeah. No um, worries. Yeah. So when I was like in first year, right? So Matt Campus has a KCF and KC, right? And I remember like one of the first KC meetings I went to, um, I think Teresa was like guiding it. And I was just talking about like analyzing like the Holy Spirit, right? And it was just talking a lot about how like there's very little emphasis put on it, especially like in the Trinity, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess like this is kind of just like a reflection of that. Yeah. A reminder of like, we know so much about God and Jesus, like the works that he's done, but we don't really see what the gift that he's put into us, right? Mm-hmm. And how that is the thing that calls us to us, right? Yeah. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just pretty cool, like going over that and seeing that reflection from my first year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, excellent point. Third person of the Trinity is often shunned uh, because we praise Christ for his work on the cross. We praise God for creation and being the father. We pray to him a lot. Uh, the Holy Spirit's work and, and um, you know, co-equal divinity with uh, the rest of the uh, Godhead is extremely important for us to understand, right? Remember, the Father is God, Son is God, Spirit is God. But the Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Spirit, Spirit is not the Father. All those ways, right? That's the Trinity, and we believe in that. Uh, I had another hand over here. You were stretching, perfect. Yeah. Any other thoughts or comments or questions related to and or on someone related to anything? Perfect. So in your groups, uh, in light of what you've learned today, if you could just have like, you know, maybe one or two people share like a quick thought. If they go on a rant, just cut them off. Just be like, too long. Um, just a few sentences, right? Just maybe have like two people share something that they've learned or, you know, really just, you know, get want to get off their chest. Um, maybe someone who hasn't talked yet, right, especially. Uh, <laughs> let them share. And then uh, pray. And then just, just uh, choose one person to pray for the group. Uh, thanking God for the general revelation he has given us about his, you know, wisdom, his goodness, his power, right? all these things. Uh, pray. One person prays for the group. And we're done for today. We're